What's up, friends? Welcome back to another slightly lonelier episode of Fake Nerds Watch talking about The Last of Us, as Ryan and I are now The Last of Us. Uh, we no longer <laughs> have pie with us for this one episode, and he, this one episode only. He ate a, a bad mushroom soup. He's gone now. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we, we miss him, but we do have his thoughts with us, and we will share them throughout the episode, but it is today just me, Sparks Woody, and my good friend Ryan Eliopoulos. Hi, hello. We're here to talk about us. We're here to talk about The Last of Us, and uh, we're here to talk about episode six, specifically episode six, Kin. Um, this was, I think, I'm just going to get rolling into it, a really good episode. Can, um, can you believe it? Can you believe it? I mean, like, oh, <laughs> like we talked about, I think, like, I, I'm pretty confident at this point that episode four is going to go down as, like, the low point the weakest. and that's in like heavy quotation marks because it's not at all that weak of an episode yeah by by huge margin all its weaknesses are purely foundational and the next episode alleviates all of them yeah. so it's it, yeah and 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 the problem that they that that they created in the show was them trying to solve a problem from the game where there was just there were just faceless people you're killing for a long time so like they were at least trying to do something that just you know it didn't fully work, but I still like I still like those two episodes quite a bit, and I like this episode quite a bit. It be, it really does feel like any other adaptation would have tried to really keep the clickers and the infected more present than this show has. It's really they've it, they've really been reserved. Like when yeah. they, when they're there, it's a big deal, and it feels very impactful and important that they're there. But yeah. it is not a thing where it feels like they've had to really push them on us. Yeah, it is. It is interesting because again, like. When you're adapting a video game to to a, a TV show or a movie, like you're not going to have as much action just because you know you have significantly less time, and it's you know kind of boring to watch someone just murder for two hours straight in a movie, right? That's not exactly thrilling entertainment. Um, but like for this to be a zombie adaptation, they really were like it's it's like a lot of like a lot of zombie things. It's not really about the zombies. Like they are these zombies are are particularly cool because they're like mushroom zombies but again it's really about the people and like they had an opportunity in this in this adaptation to tell like a really beautiful story that's blossoming and beautiful stories throughout in each little episode um it, it is really it is a i'm loving how they are adapting it like with each episode i'm like man this is great this is great i'm loving the ideas uh um i'm thrilled i'm thrilled to be here yeah uh i i agree with everything you're saying i think this is our last like calm before the storm moment in a sense of the the like everything from here is like a whirlwind towards the finale yeah um that's true just based on like game knowledge uh granted like there will be some like pulling back i'm not saying we're all out of quiet moments there will be quiet moments but i think this was the last quieter episode because like just going again, just going off game stuff, like all the big beats are like things that are going to happen in the next couple episodes. Just right. going off how this episode ends alone, we know what the next episode is going to entail. So, like, it is unfortunately not happy trails for our for our, our friends here, but uh, it'll be it'll be entertaining uh, to watch nonetheless. Um, yeah, so let's dive into talking about the episode. I thought they made a really interesting choice to keep make sure that the audience didn't let go of Henry and Sam. Oh because my god, this they started opens, this opens with the scene again. Bang bang. Um and then picks up 3 months later. And yeah. Uh we can see that Joel is also severely being affected by the loss of Henry and Sam. Yeah. Because um, his 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 edges are getting are getting sanded down by by his relationship with 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 Ellie uh and then when something now when something affects her so bad like it's starting to affect him cuz like that that father, that father mentality is just taking over. He can't, he can't help it. She's just, she's just too, too cute and too, and too, uh, and too helpless almost in a way where he's like, he has to protect her. And I do want to highlight um, the indigenous representation at the top of the episode, which is really awesome that oh, we have it. And it it's was one so of my funny favorite too. But, but, but before that, I actually want to focus on just because we're in the topic of it, what they've done to change um they're filling in gaps that couldn't be filled in for for video game mechanics right like um uh joel has to stay on the player has to stay on mission doing things so you're not allowed to have the kind of the the moments of contemplation that joel's supposed to have in this episode yeah which has provided us with instead this decision to create panic attacks uh that joel's having panic attacks and it's because he's feeling for the first time in potentially since his daughter died like really um he's finally like opening himself up and like what that is doing is like oh it's allowing fear to take over now and it's allowing him to be like oh 
I can't handle, I used to be able to handle everything and I'm not that person anymore. And it's like physically, physically affecting him. Uh, and it's like, it's rough. Cause I'm like, oh man, like he already has enough to deal with at his age and in the apocalypse. Like now he's going to start like <laughs> having like almost like heart attacks. Because yeah. the situation, I'm like, man, uh, it is an interesting recall. I wonder, I do wonder if that's one thing where it's going to be a one and done episode thing or those things will, will continue. Um, Cause I think if it's a one and done episode thing, I, on reflection might not be as hot on it. Cause it's like, it is good for the moment, but like, is that something that he, Oh, I'm just over it now kind of thing. Well, I'll put it this way. Like, I don't think his health is going to get better necessarily, well, but like, yeah, will he, will he still have panic attacks after this? Uh, there's not gonna like I I suppose there is still room for like one, but like yeah. there's not a lot of room for him to have one. I mean he's in, in, in his current state. Story. It's not, I mean like yeah. I mean like for certain audience members, Joel may or may not be making it out of this episode. Yeah, in uh, his current state, he's got a knife in his belly, or he took it out like he took idiot. a bat, a broken baseball. Oh, bat it was a, that's what somewhere. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Right. Uh, oh, that's oh, yeah. So, uh, so, but I, I would say like, you know, you and I have a vague idea of like where the story's going, uh, and, and how much we're going to see. And I don't know that, I don't know that there's a lot of room left to really no, yeah. show opportunities for him to have a panic attack. It's just, I guess those... I, I can think of, I guess maybe one. Like near the finale. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's, it's introducing a new character wrinkle where I'm like, kind of like the Kathleen thing. Is this something that like is going to be fleshed out or just like, it's just a way drama for this moment. And then like, I, even if it's not going to show up again, I'm wondering like, did we, is this going to add anything upon like reflection? Like, did we need the panic attacks? Mm, I would, That's what, you know, I, I, mean? would like, I think it was good, mm -hmm. but overall I'm thinking like, cause it's this one and done. I think it'll be a one and done episode thing. So I would agree with you if the panic attack only happened at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. It but, happened a couple times. But the important one to me is the one after he um, has the, the, the harsh words with Tommy Yeah, and he steps out and he's, uh, having a lot of out of focus uh, panic attack and Pedro Pascal's blinking a lot and then he stops yeah. blinking and he focuses because he sees a girl that looks like Sarah. That's a good point, yeah. Um, and I think and that, I did like those moments, I want to say. I did like those moments. And I, I just, yeah. And I think that like, it's, it's, it's serving the story in the sense of like, where is he at? Like, what, what is happening to him? I don't think that like, he needs to necessarily be cured of the panic attacks. Like, like now everything's fine or, yeah. or anything like that. But I do think it's like stemming from a place of all, all of this, someone who has pushed emotion down and out of themselves for 20 years and it all just kind of collapsing at once. Yeah. Um, with because Tommy because and in, then with Ellie because too. in this period it's it's losing Henry and Sam feeling responsible and also seeing the reflection of what happened, mm -hmm. uh, to them happening in him yeah. with Ellie and then that with uh, Tommy, with Tommy becoming a dad, with uh, thinking about Sarah because of it and all of that just kind of zooming right in on each other. Not to mention Tommy brings up Tess yeah. uh, in this episode and bringing She's that fine. right back around after he's tried definitely not to think about it. Yeah. And like all of that just kind of happening in that moment. That's true. Like all, a lot of things are happening all at once. Right. It's true. Yeah. And I, and I think like for a person who's, made himself kind of cold and dead yeah to that letting it all happen um i think this is the right approach in this moment to allow those emotions to have completely physically de derailed him i'll agree with that yeah. uh and okay. and if that doesn't necessarily visually come back around i think it was the right beat now but yeah. like there's a refocusing for joel i think going forward in the story of like Okay, but what matters is what's right here. This is like me. rather than yeah. like panicking about the what ifs. I need yeah. to focus on the what's, what's this real. This was his coming to Jesus moment, basically. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it's just like yeah, so much is happening at once. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I really do love real quick going back to that opening. Yeah, J just really funny. Uh, that that married couple just living out in the woods. Uh, Joel's like, oh, you guys came and ran to get away from people. He's like, I've been here since before you were born, man. Like, I this is my home. You came to my yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And his wife is just. No, yeah, nah, yeah. This so chill, so cool. Made him soup. Um, like I was just because of the show, and like I was expecting a different interaction from the beginning. But then once I knew Ellie was there, I'm like, oh, he's not gonna do anything with Ellie's there. Uh, and then this, it's just a cute little interaction. I also think, like you know, is again like coming out of that previous episode, which is, uh, you know, let's go back a little before Henry is um killing the old man he didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, who was the sniper? That's what that, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. We were going to be in that situation again. Yeah. And after what happened with Henry, he was just going to like Joel was just going to go back to being in angry mode. Like, right. and I'm glad it wasn't that. Yeah. I'm glad there wasn't like a regression. 
Right. I, I agree. And I think it's very much a, uh, you know, I, I just want these answers. Tell me the truth. And we're, you know, it's all good. Yeah. And so I, I do like Pedro Pascal does this like relief when uh, he points at the same spot on the map. And yeah. he's just like, he lowers the gun. He settles in. He's just, you know, kind of, kind of overwhelmed by the moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you tell him the truth? Are you telling me the truth? Yes. It's just, that's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, saying a lot by saying little, uh, a great, great couple actors. I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's, you know, he's constantly used as a, a elder indigenous uh character yeah, in a yeah. lot of pieces but he's really talented it's really um, recognizable yeah, yeah yeah he was just in uh i didn't see it yet but i know he was in antlers um oh the, the spooky movie mm -hmm. okay. with the wendigo yeah um yeah so he's he's really great uh she steals the rabbits they're both they're both good um ellie's also kind of recognizing joel's trying to put some distance up mm -hmm. uh and she's not down with it she comes running downstairs with the gun yeah 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 <laughs> um and then we get to so i was i was very much in my head like wondering are are we even going to see the dam are we going to spend time at the dam um we see the dam from a distance which is a nice like acknowledgement of the game yeah. but we're, but we're actually dam, going dam to pun. to the yeah. town yeah um so neil Druckmann was talking about it on the podcast behind the scenes episode and he said that like the original intention of the game was for it to be like this, like what it is in the show. Yeah. They were supposed to be in the town. It was budget and time. That makes sense. And so they turned it into the dam. And that's why Tommy like heavily talks about what's happening in the town. Like they had movie night tonight. Well, now it's actually, you get to see that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is in fact, movie, movie night. Uh, uh, I, I did go back. Cause like uh, uh, some lovely people on, on Twitter and like other, you know, big gaming websites do like a side by side of like, here's what's different in the game itself. And this whole section is a, you going to a dam and fixing it. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, thank God we didn't do that. Right. Oh my God. I don't care if it was great I, character work. I don't want to see them fixing a dam for having it. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> wondered in the back of my head, like when the season started, I'm like, what are we going to do with that? Dam? Are we just going to so skip the dam? Gonna, well, but like, but that's where you meet Tommy. And so I'm like, how are they going to, how are they going to do that? And I just didn't see like, oh, they'll just put them in the town. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense. Especially when Neil Druckmann explained that like, this is what we wanted it to be in the game because it is supposed to be what it is in the show, which is the sense of, this is what you can have. Yeah. This is what's possible. Uh, you know, come come away from the path that you're walking on, mm -hmm. and this is what's possible. This is living in this world. Yeah. And I I guess it's technically game spoilers, but it's like it's it, it is like a retroactive thing for part one, yeah. where this town is the major town that is it also in part two. Uh, but you hear about it. You, you hear Tommy, about it. Tommy yeah. and 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 Maria are talking about it. Yeah, you still, but you it. just don't see it. Yeah, but and now, now you see it, and it is the exact like layout from what the game looks like, like the big, you know, like I, I haven't been to Jackson myself or whatever, but like the big, like you know, like big wide open street and towns and all stuff like that's what like that game looked like. I'm like, yeah, man, they did the movie thing and everything. Like that's again, like they're doing a lot of like Last of Us Two setup to 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 make it all work when you get to that second season in a couple of years. Yeah, and it makes, it's just really smart and cool. Yeah, it's very smart. It, it makes a lot of sense i do think like just as they pointed out like this was the original intention of how it's supposed to feel in the game that you're supposed to kind of be and this was the thing that i i thought about like because in my brain i remember playing the game and like because you're at the dam you don't feel like you're safe yeah you know it, you're not really safe you're with tommy but you're not really safe and being in the town like they wanted you to feel a sense of like, this is about this and not about like, don't be looking around the corner. Yeah. You're safe here. Yeah. This is like, yeah, it's, this it's not home. false security. Right. It's real security. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really valuable. Um, you know, like even going to Bill and Frank's place, like this is something else. This is, this is actual community. This yeah. is actual home. I don't think, yeah, they don't have like chip mine flamethrowers around their right. vicinity. Uh, yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're, but like they're functionally building a society together. Yeah. And that's something that, uh, that bill and frank bill was not interested in yeah frank. bill i'm sure frank would have loved it yeah yeah uh, frank would have loved jackson yeah um it's great i uh joel joel and tommy's first interaction together is really heartwarming and sweet yeah and tommy's like what are you doing here joel's like i came to save you I'm like oh joel you're the one who needs saving my guy oh yeah. man uh, which again like informing very much on like his perspective of who Tommy is yeah. in comparison. Which we, we talked about in a previous episode. Yes, yes. Yeah. And like, I do think that comes to an amount of fruition here where like, this is, you get the sense that, especially when we get to the scene later where he's doing the pleading with Tommy for him to take Ellie, that this is Joel acknowledging 
you're more capable than I am. And I don't think he's ever been able to accept that because he's always felt like I have to be the most capable because that's the only way I protect you. And he's like the older brother. And I have to know best. Yeah. And I have to, I have to be right because I'm the oldest. Yeah. It is Um, is my responsibility. Um, Right. And like, we're seeing him finally be like, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm not right for this. It is. This is probably, I haven't seen everything Pedro Pascal has done, but this probably might be like his best performance that I've seen at this episode. When he's breaking down to Tommy and he's talking about like that he that he fails in his sleep and he doesn't even remember what's happening, but he fails in real life and he fails in his dreams. Mm-hmm. And Pedro's just like crying his eyes out in front of his brother who he came to save. And like he knows he's like a defeated person is like one of the most tragic things I've ever seen. And I'm like, he is so good. Yeah. This dude and like, I just think of like I love the Mandalorian. They put him behind a helmet the entire show. Like, let that man speak. Let him breathe. He's so good. Right, man. Yeah, I, I really, I really do, I really do think he's given an incredible performance. I, I think that scene. You're right. Um, I think that you know it's going to be the standout. I think it's going to be probably one of the scenes a lot of people go back to to reference like between that and the the scene with ellie yeah in the room um later in the episode that it's going to be like these are these are like the highlights of his performance but i i do think that pedro pascal's performance in this has been so good as joel because pedro pascal has been doing so much with while saying so little yeah he's he's doing so much like one of those performances where you see five emotions happen across his face so often at oh, different yeah. points in the show. It happens here, but it happens in every episode yeah. that he's doing that. And that's why I think like his performance as Joel is going to remain like one of the best because he's just going through a range that you are clearly feeling with him uh, without him saying all the words about what he's feeling anymore, if any at all. Yeah, uh, I was I was calling him a rocket raccoon during this episode mm. just because like he he can't help but like push everyone he loves away. Because he just knows, like, oh, you know, if they stay around, like, they'll just end up getting hurt, and I'll get hurt, and all that stuff. And like, <laughs> he's like, maybe Tommy's like, because he finds out there, he tells his brother that he, that he's gonna be a father. It's like, maybe we'll find out if I'm a good dad. He's like, yeah, I guess. Like, what? Yeah. I, like, I audibly was like, I cannot believe you said that, Joel. Right. Like, what an ass. I yeah. can't. Even Tommy's like, you kidding me, bro? I'm really glad Tommy calls it in that. Yeah. Point, he's like, that, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, and Gabriel Luna, uh, that's yeah, that's his yeah. name, right? Yeah, who I admittedly haven't seen. I don't think since he was Ghost Rider, I really, Terminator. Ter- thank you. Oh, dude, he was so good in Terminator. Mostly like not talking, but he kicked a lot of ass. Uh, yeah, he's so good in this. He's also given a great performance, and like, and to see man to see his older brother to, to be where he's at, and him being like Joel. I understand you're going through a lot of shit, so I'm gonna let you slide on everything on all the transgressions you just said to me um but like well, what are you what are we doing here what are we what's why are you here uh and that's when joel gives like the speech of like yo she's in, she's immune she, uh she's she's been bit for for months she's fine uh i'm weak and i'm old i need you to do this for me right and tommy being the good man that he is with a with being a father on the way you know he's married to a wife he's got a community he still will do this for his brother and I'm like, man, that is well. And Joel, and Joel's not wrong. No, right? Like in the sense of what he says to Tommy to try and push him to go is, you're gonna be a dad, and you could bring them into a better world. Yeah, with you this know, cure. With, with this cure. Yeah. And he's like, I and and I do think there's an amount of Joel like it is him wanting to emotionally separate before he gets hurt. That's true. Yeah. But it's also true that Joel's like, I'm afraid. Sh- I'm gonna be the reason it. she's gonna die. She won't make it. And yeah. then and then it's all sunk and it's all because of me and yeah. I'm going to screw this up. Um, and he's like, I I'm it, again, like I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I'm afraid of this failure. Yeah. And, and he believes like, you know, Tommy, you have a better shot. You have a better shot of making this happen. Yeah. Uh, I love the, again, like the, the, the multiple conversations they have, but like Joel talking about, Oh, the things that we did, you know, we did them survive. And Tommy's like, yeah, I know Joel, but like we didn't have to kill all those people. Not really. Right. And that bums me out. <laughs> That's why I left. And and I'm like, hey, I get it. Uh I get there it. There were other ways we just weren't good at them. Yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. We're just regular folk. We're we're contractors. We're cool contractors. Uh this was a pretty- we're people we're people who are good at violence. Yes. Yeah. Like like we are. We're we're just we are people who are good at violence. Yeah. And so that was the way we chose to survive. But yeah. there were other ways to do it. Um uh, bookending, like, there's really great, like, funny, lovely stuff at the beginning of this episode and the, and the, the end of this episode. 
uh, with Joel and Ellie of them, you know, like bantering and like feeling like father daughter stuff. Uh, uh, but yeah, most of this episode, the middle is, is the, the, the great, the great drama. Uh, but Ellie gets to like go to the movies, see other kids, like see what the real world was kind of like. So really importantly, I like, I think this is something so valuable about doing the show and the show version of this is because in the game, Ellie goes off with Maria just like she does here. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back to Joel later and then she's heard about Sarah. Um, but we didn't see her learn about Sarah. We didn't see the interactions going on between her. We get all that information secondhand through Ellie. Yeah. And I think like seeing, seeing the scene here and seeing Ellie go through these beats is really nice. And having, that is a great point. And also seeing more of Maria, Maria, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she is, she is uh, uh, not a pivotal character, but she is a side character in the second game because she is, I guess, still a community leader in Jackson, right? You know, uh, five years later with Tommy and stuff. So like giving her more stuff to do is just even, even sweeter for the next season where she will be in. Uh, it's just, again, like they're, they're really good at, uh, uh, at setting stuff up and having a payoff. Um, I want to backtrack a little and talk about the dog. Yeah. Which is where the, they, they're like, the dog will sniff out the infection and they don't know. That was so happen. tense. Yeah. Man. That was really good. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, I knew she, she wasn't going to get hurt or anything, but I actually didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I could have figured, like, he was going to have to expose, like, the truth there or something. Like, I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, it was, it was really good. But yeah, dogs are, dogs are cute. Man's best friend. Yeah, there's a point where, like, I knew, like, it just had to be fine because if Joel kills this dog, yeah. then these people are going to kill Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's a no scenario and like the dog's not going to kill Ellie. So like, there's really no scenario that isn't just the dog's not going to like me video game brain knowing. No, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. like it was, it was so like, especially because they focus on Joel as you hear the dog approaching. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a really good choice. And then after that, after that whole scenario, uh, but the guy's like, all right, you got 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of that, all that tension for ten seconds, yeah. Uh, Maria knows exactly who he is. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she was great. Oh, uh, like her and Ellie are really snarky. She gives her like a like a like what was it like um what color purple? What was it like eggplant? Like a fucking eggplant colored. Uh... <laughs> yes, your super eggplant coat. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's straight from the game too. I love that. Um, yeah, like all the again all the additional stuff. Like it's 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 really great. I'm loving it. Uh, the production design on this episode looks really great. It yeah. has the entire time, but like seeing this town brought to life like this, I'm like, this God, yeah, like I again, like it's just like it's just like the goddamn game. Yeah, I don't know if they, you know, like again, I don't know if they just went to Jackson and they just used Jackson or they built the set or they like used the volume or anything, but like whatever they did, like this whole show has looked great. Uh this is probably the easiest one to replicate because it just looks like kind of like a town with with you know, it's a, it's cold out and shit. Right. So like uh who knows? Maybe that was just Jackson. I've never been there. Wyoming. They got a dam there. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to see who, because it's something I wanted to do, who directed the episode, because I know like it's a um, foreign film female director. Okay, yeah. Who's like really talented. She's known for like, uh, they were talking about on the podcast that she was known for doing like um, set in the middle of war film. This is something that like got a lot of attention this last year. Okay. And so they they originally want pitched her doing the previous two episodes. Okay. To be right in the middle of all this conflict. And she was like, I have zero interest in doing that. <laughs> I want to do this episode. I, I love I respect it to just say like hey HBO, nah, I'm not interested. But yeah. they're like, okay, what about this one though? That's awesome. And this was still a great episode. Just you know all character stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this one. Um uh I I think they do a good job. Um, Craig Mazin talks about it on the the official podcast with with Druckmann, where he's saying like one scene that I was adamant, like Mazin saying I was adamant that we do pretty much exactly one hundred percent the same, is the Joel and Ellie confrontation scene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, he was like that was that was one of the most. I he's in his mind it is the like emotional point and peak of what the game gives you. Um, it is the thing that drives all of your engagement with it. It is the the like thesis of why the game connects with its audience. Yep, yep. And he was like, that that just has to be. It was perfect when it was there. We need to just recreate it. Um, yeah. Um. Again, like I watched like a side by side of that scene, and it is it is almost exactly like there's like very like like you know 
uh, like tone changes here and there, but like it's pretty much the same dialogue and everything. But uh, I actually got like really emotional during that scene, and I've I've played this game multiple times, and like I knew the scene was coming, but like seeing it, uh, uh, just again those performances, like they they're so real. Uh, uh, you don't know, you don't know loss. I'm gonna try and pronounce this correctly based on when they said it on the show, but it was uh, Yasmila Zabonik. Awesome. Um, directed this episode, which was written by Craig Mazin. I love it. Um, Man, Craig's right. Oh, he's killing it. He's yeah. He wrote uh all yeah. all of the episodes, and then the first one he wrote with Neil Druckmann. Love it. And then Neil Druckmann alone writes Left Behind next week's. Oh, that's uh, fun. And then Craig Mazin writes uh the the last one after that the second to last one and then the finale is both mason and Druckmann again. love it man yeah uh, uh hey if you're watching the last of us and you haven't watched craig mason's last show chernobyl he wrote and directed that show too uh it's it's the last of us but it's based on a true story so it's actually horrifying uh chernobyl great show uh back to zombies though did we see any zombies in this in this episode no awesome no infected love it I'm, i love that like i don't see people complaining about that at all no uh, I, 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 again, like, I think that the, it, I think the infected are more impactful, especially in a world, like if we're being like completely in our cultural context, like for a television show that exists this deep post walking dead yeah, to be reserved with when you unleash your infected and the impact of that moment, yeah, uh, I think is really smart. Ooh, they brought out the river of death. And I yeah. definitely thought, oh, this is when we're getting stalkers. This is, there's still a one more enemy. From I can the feel game. you thinking that. And yeah. I was like, uh, and that's why I was also in my head, like, how much are we going in the dam? Are they in the dam? Yeah. Is that what we're yeah. doing? Um, um, still not yet. And I, I, they're probably not even in the season. I don't care. But like every time they bring up water, I'm like, ooh, death. Ooh, that's. But, uh, but, but like the concept of the river of death is really cool. And like what they, what the way that they, the way that they're told about it at the beginning of the episode and then how it turns out. And um, I really love. A bad reputation doesn't mean you're bad people. That's the line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you're not a bad reputation doesn't make you a bad person i i because like honestly that's how i would be in the apocalypse like i am i like to consider myself a good person but like i would make sure i would scare all the bad people away so like uh, our little community would be safe right. i think that's perfectly smart yeah. uh because you can't be unfortunately in the apocalypse you cannot be welcoming to everybody that's just like that's how bad things happen yeah. uh uh you know uh and it's <laughs> Uh, to to have a reputation of it being a river of death and it's actually a beautiful community where children watch movies every night that's 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 okay that's that's worth the that's worth the the admission uh another thing about being in the town that i think is uh, valuable in comparison to the game and i really really like the way they handle it in terms of like joel's own trauma that he's processing in the moment is that it's christmas yeah and they're putting that's up true. christmas tree stuff and joel has a memory that we only see hands of putting ornaments on the tree with sarah true. yeah uh and i thought that was really good it's really sweet yeah and it's very like very subtle. Like like if it would have been it would have been easy easy yeah. to have Nico Parker back for a small flashback. But I think it's more impactful by not seeing her face. Yeah, it makes you as the audience like Joel wish you could see her again. Yeah, and just like the the moment outside when the the girls with her daughter, you know, twenty years later, like she would have her own daughter that age or whatever, right? So like, yeah, Joel's just the life he it. could have that he he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's really well executed. The, the line the that Tom that Tommy says that he apologizes for after but it's like you know just because like your life stopped doesn't mean mine have mine had to right that is devastating yeah yeah that is like the most devastating thing you could say to somebody <laughs> like oh my god but like also very impactful that it shows how much sarah like weighs on tommy's mind too yeah. because he puts her on the chalkboard just like that is so uh, maria's uh kid kevin yeah so he thinks of he thinks of sarah just as much yeah um that is that is a that is a good moment yeah yeah and the way ellie responds like when when she finds out about Sarah, like, it was a good way for like her to so, find out. It's like too. so shocked. Like, that was a good oh. way for her to find out too, because yeah. we didn't uh we didn't know how Ellie found out. So the fact that she sees that and brings that up to Marie and yeah. she says, I'm sorry about your kids, and she's like, actually, Kevin's mine, but Sarah, that was Joel's. And she's like, That makes that explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, oh yeah. And Bella Ramsey's doing really good acting in, in that scene in particular, too, where she's just kind of quietly processing without like she doesn't fully trust maria she doesn't like the way that maria sizes up joel yeah and that makes her really defensive of joel right away and so she doesn't want to give anything away yeah uh emotionally but like, like how how that information affects her yeah uh, um, she plays it very straight and like uh because she even says like tommy killed people and she's like no offense but i'm pretty sure i'm smarter than tommy <laughs> yeah that is pretty good yeah uh yeah because like 
I like it's, it's been seven years since that community was established. So they've been together for a long time. So like, yeah, like she knows the things Tommy did. Um, and again, like it's, it's the apocalypse. Like there's no excuse for terrible things, but like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fake apocalypse. So, you know, right. people, people can be better than the bad things that they've done. Yeah. Um, but when you like, I'm sure Maria, when she hears about Joel, she's like, wow, that guy's a psychopath. I want him. No, I want, I do not want him near my daughter or my son. That's why she cut communication off for her from, from uh, Tommy. I'm like, oh, that's kind of, that's a little messed up though. In, in Joel, a little messed I'm up. sure to her, Joel sounds like a man who's like his only way to survive is violence. Yeah. That to his mind, that is the only way to live. Yeah. Uh, in this world. And that she's like, I don't, I don't want to subscribe to that belief. Yeah. When, when, yeah. Uh, Joel's like, Tommy's like, we don't want to have the wrong people come to town. And Joel's like, oh, so like me, am I the wrong type of people? Right, is that yeah, why yeah. you cut communication off of me? I'm yeah. like, oh, this is too spicy, guys. Let's just go get a beer, please. Right. It's the apocalypse. Be friends. And like, and like Joel's slightly in the right. Like it, it is a bummer that Tommy just stopped rather yep. than leaving like a last message of like, I'm fine. Not Yeah. That's but like, the that's thing. the whole thing is like, I get it. Like also, you know, it's Maria being nervous that Joel would come there. But like, honestly, if Joel doesn't think Tommy's in danger, would Joel? Would Joel leave, especially with Tess still there? That's a good point, actually, because like dropping communication is like is a because like coming danger. and living in a community isn't necessarily the thing Joel was looking for at that moment in time before before Ellie before all this. That's true. He went because he thought his brother was in danger. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, if he could escape like one final like, hey, um, um that's one of those bye things bye. that you kind of expect Tommy to know better because like Tommy should know Joel well enough, and like I I think there's a solid argument to be made that Tommy does know Joel well enough. And knows that if I drop off communication, he's going to come here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, then he'll be part of this. That's the only way I'm going to get him here. Yeah. But he didn't cool. expect Ellie as well. The Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. 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 That he is was like, like that if is I could get Joel here, then he'll live here. He'll grumble about it, but he'll be here. That's a good point. Like Joel's going there, but like Tommy's, oh, that's actually like double agent shit. Like it that. wouldn't surprise me. Like Tommy knows Joel. He knows him well enough that like, you know, if he thinks you're dead, yeah. like in trouble, he's coming. Yeah. Uh, and and like Tommy would know, like cutting off communication with no explanation is gonna bring Joel here. Yeah, and maybe that was the goal. Except he showed up with a girl, which wasn't expected. Who might have the cure to the apocalypse? Or right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The so Joel asks Tommy to do it, and Tommy says yes, like the great guy that he is. And there's a there's a beautiful small moment when Tommy enters like the the movie barn again, and he looks at Maria. They don't even talk. He just gives her a look. She knows. Yeah. She immediately knows. Uh, just by his like, yeah, I'll see you in a couple months, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, Tommy's great. Uh, this is probably like the you know again like the the one and done Tommy show until he shows up. Again. And there's and there's a thing where like, again, kind of in the Henry and Sam category, there's a different version of how this story ends if Tommy's allowed to tell Maria, right? Mm -hmm. Because Tommy and Maria, or at least Tommy goes with Joel with Maria's blessing. Yeah, there's a version where they both go, and this whole thing plays out differently. God, could you imagine? <laughs> it's like we're rewriting the entire ending. Like, I mean, what? I'm just saying, but like even without changing, like not necessarily that I want to see that. No, but yeah, I think yeah. that it's giving you the clear indication you know enough about these characters, and you have enough information in front of you to say, like, if Joel were willing to recognize that Maria is part of, like, if he weren't so defensive of what is my tribe, mm -hmm. and he were willing to recognize Maria as part of it and give her. Tommy's trust is enough for me to trust. There's a different conversation about what happens after that. And if Tommy does go with Joel or not, because yeah. this becomes more important and this becomes like Joel needs to come back. Yeah. And Ellie needs to get there. Uh, and, and Maria would see that like Joel isn't like he's doing, he's trying to do something good. Right. Um, yeah. And then, and then that ending goes a different way yeah. uh, than what we know it will be. Yeah. Uh, so live happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's really, it's really interesting to think about like how these different like character turns, which I think are there in the game, but I think there's so much more um, prescient in the show. Yeah. Uh, to create these divergent paths where you know if you'd zigged instead of zagged who knows yeah because it because it does become a, a matter of like joel's concerns about his own well-being and being able to protect her are valid it's like wouldn't this journey be better with tommy by his side a uh, younger fitter you know, yeah more active uh, uh companion absolutely yeah right it's a good point yeah uh so yeah uh uh i mean almost certainly like what goes down at the end of the episode doesn't play out the same way <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for damn um, sure uh so yeah uh tommy wakes up he goes to get ellie to go on the journey they go to the stables 
Ah, uh, and look who's there. Mm-hmm. Look who's there. It's Joel. Oh, well, we're we're skipping over the 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 scene that's basically the scene from the game. I I do want to pay a little more lips. Oh, sure, absolutely, of, uh, of course. Of the Joel and Ellie confrontation and the like. If you're gonna leave, then then just leave me. They talk about how um a fun fact, like from the official podcast, when Ashley Johnson was recording Ellie's lines. By the time they got to the one that was like the final one, they did. They the the performers were so in the moment. Um, she says, uh, uh, "Everyone except fucking for you," mm-hmm. or however she puts like the f word in a weird spot. Yes, because of the emotion that Ashley Johnson was feeling in the moment, the f word came out like not in a way everybody would ever write the sentence. For you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone fucking except for you, exactly. Um, and. That word uh, stays there on purpose for Bella Ramsey's yeah. because they were like, that's so important that like that came out of the raw emotion of the performance. And it's one of the like, like you feel that. And it so Bella real. Ramsey had to also incorporate that because both Bazin and Druckmann were like, that's, that's, that's real. That's, you know, you don't speak well when you're, when you're wrapped up in emotion like that. And so I think bringing that over and Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal both make the moment their own wall that is like, the closest one-to-one scene of the entire show to Absolutely. the game. And it sounds like it will be for the whole thing is like the, the closest you're ever going to get to an absolute one-to-one is going to be this. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot easier when it's, you know, like just two people talking as opposed to like uh, a secret wars panel where there's 49 superheroes fighting each other. Like, you know, it's, it's easy to adapt something really beautiful and poignant. Um, uh, <laughs> there's a line that like the fan base loves where um, Joel says, you're on mighty thin ice. Yeah. And they said, uh, having Pedro do it, um, even just like they said, they took out the word mighty and said, even with thin ice, like it, it felt forced. Yeah. Like they were forcing the line out of him. So they decided like, we don't need it. I mean, I love, I, I think that's a great line, but like uh, the, without that line, like the performance is still exact. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They just like, they talked about like, it did they there's like very minor changes. It they feel, tried to it keep it feel. as like so accurate. And they yeah. were like, you know, that what Pedro was giving just, it felt like he was being pushed to have that line in, which is what they were doing to yeah. like, see, can you do the, you know, put this in because it's there in the game and it just wasn't working. It didn't feel right. And again, um, like you brought up like how he can change his like emotions five different times. Like that's one of those scenes when like she brings up Sarah and he goes from like, you know, kind of sad. He has to leave to immediate anger of like, no, you see the wall. No, you, you see the wall come. Yeah. Right up. You're like, you're like, Oh my God. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, no that no more uh 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 none of that you see him make the full decision of like that's the that's the like uh passing from sadness into anger of like when you're trying to to the the awful scenes where you're trying to make like an animal abandon you oh yeah like doing the like i don't even want you anymore like you (laughs) move cross over the line into yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, sure uh fully cross over the line into uh no you're you're we're done get out of here yeah yeah uh yeah absolutely yeah uh yeah, you were bringing up um, Tommy. You know what? Real quick, I know Pi has a note on this one for sure. So absolutely, I'm going to highlight it for um, another show. Pi, yeah, currently on Vegas. Pi usually hosting with us. Yeah. Um, so the I'm looking for it, but the horse is oh Shimmer Ellie's horse. Yeah, Shimmer. Yeah, from the beginning of Last of Us Two. Yes, I do. I uh, I was going to bring that up when we when we got to it, but absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um. That is another great Last of Us Two thing, where like she's she like she's gonna grow up, with which horse. is a different horse than the one that we have in the Last of Us Part One, which I only know because I was playing Left Behind last night. And they said the horse's name, and I'm like, that's not true. Oh, that's the <laughs> spoilers for that horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, let's let's we'll go through our wrap up, and then I'll we'll read through some of pie stuff sure. and we'll respond to it. So, um, so, uh, so yeah. Tommy, Tommy in the morning was ready to go, and Joel was, uh, yeah, I was fixing up this horse to leave, and then he's like, "Who's going to steal just, it?" Yeah, yeah, I, it just got away from me. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like, he said to Tommy, like, "I would, I'm gonna, I was gonna steal this horse," and he's like, "You know, I just want to give it to you." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably. Oh, uh, that's cute. Uh, I love that Joel's trying to like, he's trying to like be sneaky about it, but like. I don't know. You know where they were going to be. You did this on purpose. You did it to be a little cheeky. Uh, we are going to talk a little later about um, Joel's wording. Uh, I feel like you deserve a choice uh, and how that plays into stuff uh, later in the in the show. Yes. Um, we'll talk about that in game spoiler section. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to sell on it too much, but definitely uh, we're going to get into that. 
Um, and then they go on a sweet, the sweet little road trip for a bit. Uh, Joel's Joel's turned the corner completely. This it's, is this is his adopted daughter. It now. is full on dad mode talking to her about football. It is like teaching her to shoot, teaching her to shoot. Yeah, it is full having like, fun with her. Yeah, uh, uh, he's gone. He's gone completely over on the other end. Yeah, it. uh, man. After so, just going back a little bit after like their confrontation, Joel goes back to like to his room. And he just like looks the saddest he's ever felt in his life. Yeah. He's just thinking about life. And then like, he's a changed man. He's like, no, th- if I'm going to live this shitty life, I'm going to live it with Ellie. That's, that's the life that we deserve. Uh, and, and then, yeah. And then, then he becomes her dad, like, oh, like overnight. It's incredible. Yeah. Takes her shooting. Uh, she can't shoot for shit. Like, oh, this gun's broken. He shoots it like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole written on it. Shoots the hole. Love it uh uh so charming like this is like what we've been waiting to get to uh you know like like the the old curmudgeon uh uh, finally finally uh with a little kid contractors seem cool yeah everybody did think we were cool everybody loved (laughs) which is a great callback to earlier in the episode when she's asking about the dam and he tells her the you know the reality of it and she's like you know you could have just lied i would have believed you (laughs) like (laughs) and then then you get to the contractor bit and it's like yeah he's gonna lie and she'll believe him yeah he's gonna lie about a bunch of stuff she's got that really great like the contractor (laughs) when they're like heading up to the university yeah she really is again like without i don't know how much she played like since then but i know like she was told like don't play a lot so like the fact that she's able to bring like a similar performance that helps again having the guy we're out of focus having the guy who made the game on board but like she's bringing like such a such a like a like a presence to that character like uh Mm -hmm. and again like in in different ways by you know bringing some future stuff into the character now to you know kind of be its own its own character in a way which is uh which is really great just loving both of them yeah um yeah i think i think you know, you could say it every episode. You could say it all the time. You, it'll always be true. Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal were so perfectly cast, and they're doing such an incredible job. Yeah. And um, people are falling in love with the content because it's it's a great story, but also because these performers are making it come across, and it feels real. I'll tell you what. I wonder because like Last of Us is like one of like the highest selling PlayStation games of all time. But I wonder if this is going to get people to play the game. And that game is considerably scarier than the show is. Yeah, yeah. That game is horrifying. There are so many zombies. I think, I think there's. I think there's honestly that audience will happen, but it's going to be pretty small because you got yeah. a lot of people who I think are going to be like my wife, my mother, my sister, oh yeah, who are all going to be like, well, I'm really glad they made this because I was never going to play that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I get it. Like, it's here, and I, I, I understand why why people who play the game connect with it. Now. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you know, like Megan, Megan completely is over the moon about the show and and is like, I, I love it. I can't wait to watch more of it. Um, and I'm like, I mean, you know, that's why that's why I was like, and she's like, no, I get it. The, the game must be incredible because this is this is the show. And you're saying it's quite, quite accurate. There are like 400 more headshots, though. So there's a lot more killing. Because that's how games are. But like, no, I think they've done, yeah. they've done such a good job. Like uh, Craig Mason talks about it on the, the official pod for this episode where he's like, that in his in his mind, this is one of the most action packed episodes if you consider emotional action relevant action. Oh, 100%. Uh, Stuff happens and, in and this if that's And if that's accurate, then this is an action packed episode because it is full of emotional if, action. If anything, this is like the most important episode that's happened so far. Right. In terms of, yeah, like of the emotions of where our characters are. Yeah. Like Joel is a. Joel is a different person from the beginning of this episode to the end of this episode. Right. A, a, a bat wound ex- excluded. Yes. He's a, he's a, a emotional. he's a corpse. Yeah, um, he's a corpse. <laughs> he's a fallen, fallen off oh, horses. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, he goes, so, uh, where are they going? The, they're getting, they're going to the university where they think the fireflies are. Yeah, so they get a hand. Uh, which is where you get the, the monkeys. Um, and I, uh, something happened that I didn't even anticipate, which is, I know you were there too, because, like, we're, we're watching it and my wife, starts freaking out that they're going to get infected monkeys happening and and like it was she was really getting nervous about it like anticipating it and i was like i'm gonna tell you right now don't worry about infected that monkeys. kind of show that this is not gonna happen no yeah they have to i forgot how much animal stuff happens in not just this game but also the next game but like yeah. there's a like one of the most famous scenes from this game is another animal moment yeah uh and i'm they have to have that in this game they gotta they gotta we'll it's talk the way, about it's, it it's the way you come out with like levity after winter yeah um that'll be fun to talk about in a couple weeks um but yeah so like they're doing some exploring in 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 this place and like the monkeys there no clickers luckily but uh some bad boys show up 
five bad boys show up with melee weapons. Five bat boys. Five bat boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Joel and Ellie try to try. They turn on stealth mode. They crouch down and they walk around. You know, they got their hearing vision off from the game. Uh, they make it to the horse, but not fast enough before Joel has to get the whoop, the whooping on. Yeah. Uh, and he does a good job. He gets a whooping on, but he also gets got. Mm-hmm. Oopsie poopsie. He gets stabbed by uh, a, a broken, a broken baseball bat. I thought I thought it was just like a cool looking knife blade, but having it be a bat, hundred times worse. Because what happens is you got splinters. Um, what happens Ow. is that um, Joel dodges the first hit, and the baseball bat hits the tree yes. that Joel's staying next to, and it breaks. And then uh, when they get into the next tussle, mm. before Joel gets him around the neck, he got him in the gut. The adrenaline he didn't even notice it right until he drops him. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I like this choice. Um, Craig Craig Mazin talked about why they made this choice in comparison to the way that this comes about in the game, which in the game, for those who don't know, is that Joel falls from the second story and gets impaled on uh, a rebar. Like, same spot, like, same relative spot in the gut. Um, And uh, and Craig Mazin just looked at it and said, like, in the terms of what they want to do with the show and where we're going next, he felt like that was a level of putting it into show context with the amount of violence that the show has had up to this point. Uh, when that it's just a different thing when like you're healing from bullet wounds and constant uh, violent attacks throughout mm-hmm. the game to accept yes, Joel heals from this rebar concussion like fall from a second story and everything. Uh, and he was like, with the means that Ellie has at hand that we're going to see and like where they are at and everything like Joel, Joel would, would not yeah. uh, be worth anything yeah. in the context of the show. If he fell from the six year old man bar like this and they, yeah. they felt like this was a much more like natural belonged, but got the same effect. It was still, yeah, it was still like a surprise. Like I knew it was coming, but like it happened in a different way. Part of it, part of it, he, you know, they also specified is that they wanted a wound that that had the exact same impact and everything, but only came in one side and out one side, not not all the way through the body. Yeah, because they were like that. That would be an easier one to that's devastating. Be tended to with Ellie on hand mm-hmm. and and like have a chance of Joel's survival than the full blown impaling. Yeah, uh, I do think. I do think the 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 game one is like more impactful, but I do think this is still like, it's shocking. It, it is it is definitely more shocking. Uh, uh, again, like watching the side the side scenes, like it is kind of like a slow reveal as opposed to like the holy shit moment that just happened. But they are opposite sides of the same spectrum. Yeah, of, of being I think shocked because I think it's definitely like a, you know, I don't think anyone else besides you and I in the room saw that coming. Yeah, hundred uh, percent in that moment that that's where this was going. Yeah. Um, was with Joel getting injured like that. Um, and he pulled it out. I know he's not like, I know he's not a rocket scientist, but man, that's, that's bad news. That's bad news. Ouch. Uh, Splinters. And so now we've got um, him falling off the horse and Ellie. I can't do this. Without I can't, you. I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm going to get, you know, I, I can't be alone. Um, which is Ellie's fear. Ellie's fear is ending yeah. up alone. Um, and then we get a reprise of the Depeche Mode song from episode one, um, taking a ride with my best friend. Yeah. But it's a sad, sad version of Do you it. want to know who sang it? Who? Craig Mason's daughter. Oh. His 18-year-old daughter. She's got a great voice. Recorded it, yeah. Love uh, it. And, and so Craig, like, he wanted to put a little bit of that in there, but that's really cool. It is. Um, yeah. I guess he's got a good voice. I think it's really good. Yeah, he's <laughs> he was, like, one of the reasons he did it. He's, like... Not to be like, I'm a proud dad, obviously, but, uh, but my daughter's a really good out. singer, so I wanted to do this. I love um, it. Uh, yeah, it, I think it's a really good emotional beat. Like, obviously, like my wife, um, the other members of this household are chomping at the bit for the next episode because, like, holy God. Uh, and I and I get it because, like, I remember when this moment happened in the game and I was like, holy God. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now we're fully going into... DLC territory for those who don't know like what kind of where we're heading next with the next episode is is called left behind and it's based off the DLC that was left behind it's um, a standalone it came yeah uh it's actually uh it came I forgot I've it's been way too long mm-hmm. but um it's interspersed in th- with this moment in time yeah um and I for- kind of forgot that because I was like oh how are we gonna incorporate and everything and I totally forgot that it was actually because I supplanted Ellie taking care of Joel 
into um the game originally Mm -hmm. and i totally forgot that like no that's part of left behind that she like the the immediate aftermath of her trying to find medical supplies for joel is also intercut with her flashback Mm -hmm. um and that's what we're getting in the next episode uh so that's going to be really cool again uh super looking forward to it let's go through some pies notes before we head into game spoiler section absolutely um so we'll we'll go through some Pi's notes and we'll we'll respond to them. Um, Pi said Joel, like like we said, is already too deep in his fatherly feelings. It's nice uh, to have the other side, quote unquote, of how Joel deals with and shows his trauma. In the game, we see a version of him who copes mostly through anger and hiding his fear. But in the episode, we get to see that fear on full display. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You may not he may not show it to Ellie, but he knows he is going to crack sooner or later. I think that is like the the huge advantage of like what we're able to see in the range of performance in a show versus a video game and yeah. what what we get with like the interactions with Tommy specifically in this episode. Just you know, highlight Pedro Pascal, excellent performance again. Joel, yeah. what a what a what a layered and rich character. Like an onion. Um I appreciate the detail of them stumbling upon the couple out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt a little more believable to be pointed in the right direction by strangers than um, what happens in the game where they just happen upon Tommy's exact location in the game. Uh, that is true. The dam. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also love the nod to the location verification me- method uh, it, from the game. If you know, you know, um, which is uh, the confirmation confirm what your buddy said yeah. about where we are that is a great point because like again like it was like it was like a 10 minute video of like all the different side by side stuff from from the episode but like in the game it's just like oh you just find the dam and there's tommy he's just there and i'm like oh it was pretty easy wasn't it yeah. <laughs> in the whole state you just found them i there. remember i remember when you're getting to the dam and like i didn't think tommy was gonna be he, just, there. he opens the and door. all of a sudden tommy's there and i'm like Oh, what we're doing this beat now. What Again, like what the moment Druckmann said on like the official podcast episode that like the dam wasn't the original intention for how this was supposed to go down. It was supposed to be them getting to Jackson. Like that they were going to be at the dam and then they were going to be found by the group. Again, like this show is doing what they wish they could have done with the game. Makes sense. And it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, Jackson is remarkable. Uh, this is Pies. Uh, he, it feels like we, we get to experience it in the game as, uh, from hearsay and then especially how we'll see it in part two for the keen eyed and eared there were plenty of easter eggs to spot um and his personal favorite was shimmer the horse Mm -hmm. um pie's favorite performance was pedro's pascal of course real quick that people are saying that they spotted a care a girl who looked like Dina. we're gonna get to that okay gotcha gotcha. because i I want to talk about that i want to talk about that in game spoilers because people who are just watching the show have no clue no sure sure i was gonna say it's a character from two but yeah 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 yeah. we'll talk about that uh so i will say I don't think it is. No, on the official podcast, they said they that they let that's there, and they're like that could be or couldn't be. <laughs> like they were like they they just they didn't commit one way or another, and so I'm gonna say like it's not you. Probably that's probably not the actress who will eventually play. Yeah, yeah. Dina. So I'm gonna say no. Um, you just wanted like to play with the notion that that's happening. Yeah, uh, that'd be a little too little little too much. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, Pi's favorite performance was Pedro. Um, so far this season was his full confession about Ellie's immunity and pain pleading to take care of her in his place was really impactful. Um, while games are more used to, uh, show his tougher display of emotion, this more vulnerable side takes nothing away and only builds upon what we already know about him. True. Um, the HBO companion podcast does a really good job of talking about the scene where Joel sees someone who looks like his daughter. If she had a chance to grow up in the town square, uh, uh, we went over that a lot, but like, yes, I think that is one of the highlights is this decision to show Sarah. It's the thing that makes the panic attacks really work for me is this, this, what it's, what it's happening to him, how it's translated on the screen. I mm-hmm. think it's really, really impactful um, and really good. I agree. Uh, Tommy and Maria were perfect. They need only speak a few quick introductories for us to recognize who they are. Um, more yeah. so for Maria. Um, again, I'm speaking for Pi. Oh, I love I the scene when uh, Joel's like, "I can we talk to? Can I talk to Tommy alone for family time?" And then he he grabs her hand like, "Yeah, yeah, she is family. She's family." I'm like, "Oh, Joel, congrats! Say congrats, Joel. Say congrats, Joel. Uh, oh, Jesus, Joel. Jesus, Joel." 
Um, someone, uh, Maria also puts up a more tough and protective front out for a sense of responsibility, out of a sense of responsibility for a community. And as we eventually learn, keeping true to the duties of motherhood, having lost a son named Kevin, mm -hmm. who passed close to the time Sarah was lost. In that same scene, we get to see the conversation between Maria and Ellie, wherein Ellie uh, learns about Joel, what Joel has survived. Uh, we highlighted that as well. Uh, just, I think it's again like just as said such a huge advantage of adaptation like none of this while some of these things never happened in the game they feel completely and wholly true to the game because they were happening in moments that we couldn't possibly have seen absolutely yeah um pie's favorite scene is the confrontation between joel and ellie shot for shot line to line great performances uh, that brought a tear to his eye um yep sees a lot of people preferring the game version but they convey believable and powerful effective emotion in their own way it was handled beautifully and while we know what joel will choose i'm glad they gave him a whole night to really consider choosing to continue the journey mm -hmm. um the university is also effectively in line with the game. We see Joel open up even more, confessing uh, his true dream to be a singer. That's a great. Oh, note. Yeah. that's I forgot uh, the, about the, that. The singer and the astronaut and all that kind of stuff that's in this episode. That's a. I'm glad Pi brought that yeah. up. Um, I don't remember if he if he says he wants to be a singer in the first game. I don't remember. I don't think he did. Okay, I, I that might be that might be a, a part two thing, but uh, that's again beautiful stuff. I love. Um, also, Ellie didn't bring up the astronaut stuff in the first game. That also comes in in the second game, and they wanted to put it in uh, later. Um, Craig Mazin actually said that like when they were in early development on the show, they were still working on The Last of Us Part Two, and Neil Druckmann brought him in to show him something. And one of the things he showed him was a scene of of Ellie talking about Sally Sally Ride. I love that. Uh, and Craig Mazin was like latched onto that, and like I really want that here. Like I Sally want to, to make that clear. And he's like, hey, what's so important about it is. Joel knows who she's talking about before she says because he knows Ellie mm -hmm. and he knows it's Sally right he knows that's who she's admiring Sally um, I really I really like the way the the sheep ranch jokes all that stuff mm -hmm. is done really well and she's like one step closer to your dream Joel <laughs> god <laughs> all of that was really really funny um bacon all that's left for perfect uh pie says lastly we end on the note i anticipated the cliffhanger that he called joel has been stabbed and is knocking on death's door leaving ellie defend for herself with no sense of direction and some part survival skills i wonder how the general non-gaming audience is feeling right now yeah uh those are all pie's notes that are not spoilers um so yeah i think i think he's hit the nail on the head i, I think something else i was thinking about is that um you know I, I really do, you know, I talked about when we were doing the first episode of this show that I was nervous about, like, making Joel too too heroic. Mm -hmm, um, mm. And I'm really glad that we've steered completely away from that. Like, Joel's, Joel cares, but, like, Joel is... Joel is right-winger in, in mind and heart um, in a way where he's very much about his alpha sensibility of family first and, and what he protects and what's his. Yeah. And that that's... He, you know the way he looks at the community the way he even jokes about it being communism like oh god that was such a great you joke. know like uh it's it's very <laughs> like it's i'm glad that it's very clear like the type of person joel was in the society before and the type of person that he's been and how that rubs up against like how the people in jackson want to live yeah um that that the way that joel's willing to do uh, these things is a further sign of like his own uh violence um i think they did a good job of kind of brushing on the subject in the in the companion podcast a bit about that you know uh having to walk this line and, and something that i think the show's done really well partially by scaling back the violence of like might makes right yeah being the the mentality and that like joel comes out on top so often because of his violent actions especially when you look at the video game yeah yeah and having to say like try and steer away from like the ideology that that's always the correct way just because it's what's happening just because it's what you're doing just because it's what joel does doesn't mean it's, it's the right. right thing and or the, the the right way to survive which is again why i really like that line with tommy where he's like tommy. you know there were other ways to survive we just weren't good at and you and you brought it up but like in the last episode when he when uh, he confronts the old man with the sniper and, yeah. he, and he he doesn't try to kill him first i was like right. that is him slowly becoming a better person yeah love it love it all right well, that'll do it for uh, for uh, uh, non-game talk. Another great episode. Well, do we want to do the outro just in case? No, no, no. no. You know, we'll 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 go into just as we usually yeah, do. We'll be like, hey, you know, thanks for being here. Thank um, you for stopping by. I, I we will say real quick. If you're a person who's only listening to this without having played the video game, you don't want to know what's coming. That's fine. You can totally bail out here. We're just gonna say real quick. We are not back 
for episode seven next week. We yeah. are going to be off for a week and then we'll be back with a very big episode about episode seven and eight. Yes. So we'll catch you then. And we are now moving into game spoilers. Games, oh, games, games, games. Let me on pull that. up Pi's um, notes to kick us off. Kick it off. Uh, Pi says, we get to see Dina briefly in the scene where Ellie and Joel are scarfing down food. Pi, I will say that they officially sound the companion podcast, which you also clearly listen to, but they are not committing to the <laughs> fact that the that is Dina. half full yeah. listen approach on uh, that. Uh, Dina being Ellie's eventual romantic partner, having first witnessed Ellie stuffing her face as her first introduction to her. Um, and then... Uh, here's pretty, the here's the he, thing about Pi also thinks real quick uh, yeah. that it's funny that they are uh, they seem to be killing off all of the OG voice actors. That is yeah. Uh, the thing about the Dina thing is so many people are noticing it. Then it that like they have to have they had to have done it like on purpose without like even casting her like making her Dina. You know oh what no, I mean? it's not like, an accident. Like yeah. they, they 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 admit that like okay, they put yeah. the spotlight on her because they want like the audience thinking in that direction, but okay. they aren't saying definitively that was dina it's also uh, they're saying be... like it's a girl who's interested in her and yeah. it also puts interest in ellie's brain yeah but it's not necessarily supposed to be like again i'll go back to when we do see dina later down the road it's probably not that actress yeah that probably isn't the moment yeah it's also five years in the future so like they they can they can recast it easy peasy for so sure. let's pull a cap and on us you know sure ant-man and the wasp yeah yeah um but but like their official word is they didn't commit one way or another so we don't need to commit one way or another yeah it's it, they're playing with the idea of what we know is to come. it it was again it's like they're doing so much less of a two stuff like I, I saw it i'm like wow they're really doing it like they're really going hog on it um i don't know how much because we kind of talked about it throughout the the regular episode like there's not too much game stuff because I haven't played Le uh, Left Behind, so I don't know what's going for the future. But like, besides the 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 ending uh, uh, stab scene, that which was a change from the game, uh, I don't know how much game stuff there is to talk about. Because like, it, a lot of this was the most adapted perfectly this episode. Yeah. Um. Again, like with the change in location and and doing the things they wanted to do with the game originally, I think it's just like the benefit of what adaptation gives you. And I think they executed on it really well. Oh yeah. Um, in terms of game spoilers, like where we're heading is, you know, with left behind, uh, I know you haven't played it all the way, so I'm not going to say too much about that. And it's been a long time for me as well. Again, having to remind myself, Oh yeah, this is where this happens. Yeah. Um, that it's, you know, it's interspersed of Ellie right after Joel falls off the horse and like what she's going to do and where she's going to get him. That's the opening of Left Behind and then you're cutting back to Riley and then you're cutting back to her looking for medical stuff for Joel and you're cutting back to her and Riley. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so episode's probably going to flow pretty much exactly like that. I have to imagine. I imagine it's just going to be a really well-formed version of the DLC more or less. Yeah. Um, man. And the DLC is like only a couple hours long. So yeah. like, you just again, cut the action out of that and then you're just retelling that exact, exact, exact story. Right. Wow. Um, and then after that, David, David, awful human being. I'm man, I'm so excited because again, like the next three episodes are just like kind of just bad times all around, but like, like it's entertaining bad times. Like, man, yeah, so Ellie's gonna go through some shit, unfortunately. It's gonna be really interesting because it definitely does feel like I have to imagine that all the David stuff is in episode eight, yeah, but she, you know what, we have might... the we have the same director for eight and nine which makes it feel like they're they're closer in pairing to each other do than... we know if nine is an extended length episode like the first one was no i don't know i wouldn't be shocked if it was sure um i have to imagine that that we might meet david kind of like we met henry and sam at the end of an episode we might meet david at the end of the next, of next episode? episode oh yeah. i think so like like their first meeting and then like yeah, yeah, because like you really, you only need to do that in one episode. Like, no, you you pack David all into one episode, yeah. but like it's our second to last episode, and I, I just think it's interesting that we have the same director for the pair, just like we did for four and five. I wonder, ooh, I wonder if they'll spend a lot of time with David, and then it will bleed over into the finale. But then you'd be doing a lot of stuff in the finale because you'd be doing the end of David and the, the the hospital stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think he might just be one episode. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of this plays out. I'm excited to do it. I'm excited that we're going to come back and have like all of Left Behind and all of the cannibals stuff to talk about probably. Cannibals and clickers all day, every day. A lot of, lot of great stuff ahead. Jesus, um, Joel. Jesus, Joel. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll highlight real quick. Pi. Uh, also, you can find him on TikTok at Sugar Daddy Loot Drops. That's Sugar Daddy Loot Drops. L-U-T-E Loot uh, sugar daddy loot drops like um and the old reason why i highlight that is because this week 
Hi put up a TikTok and it's uh, uh, regarding the third game story with heavy The Last of Us 2 spoilers. So if you're a person who's played through The Last of Us 2 and you want to hear about Pi's thoughts on a potential Last of Us 3, Ooh. go check him out on Sugar Daddy Loot Drops on TikTok where he gave a whole breakdown of where he thinks things are going. I love it. I will do that. Uh, thanks, Pi. Thanks for doing that from far away Thank uh, you. here in spirit. Um, that'll do it. I think Absolutely. Uh, we don't have a lot more to cover. So we're just going to be uh, again. I will say for the audience that has stuck around, we are skipping next week. So uh, this show will have one time where it didn't go weekly, which is actually pretty good for us. Um, we, and, yeah. uh, and we will be back for episode seven and eight in one big go right before the finale. Big me. And then we'll, episode. and then we'll be back for the finale and that'll be it friends for the last of us. Fake nerds watch. And then it'll probably be, Two years or three years for that next one. And that's okay, because that gives me time to actually play all of The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> also, a really long sequel. Uh, which which has me really intimidated, because I'm, I'm terrified of not liking it. Um, because this has only reminded me how much I really like that original game, and then I love this more, because it improves where the game falls short. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what an incredible show. I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased with this adaptation. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, um, I... I'll be honest, like I wasn't worried that it was that was gonna be a good show with Craig Mazin. Yeah. But like it is it is like better than I thought it was gonna be. I was kind of expecting it to be like, man, this is pretty good. But like this really is like probably the best video game adaptation we've ever gotten. Yeah. Like like honestly, like this is just a great show. Like if this were just an original original show, this would still I be. I mean, that's good. why that's why so many people are watching it. Like it yeah. wouldn't, it doesn't it to them it doesn't matter. It's just it just is yeah. a great show. Yeah. And hopefully <laughs> this is the the beginning of 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 great adaptations just give it just treat it with respect that's all you gotta do all right um so for fake nerds watch by the time that we're back with our episode seven and eight discussion it also means that we're coming up on dropping an episode about the mandalorian we're probably going to be bi-weekly on that one it's what we used to do we'll see how uh, good that show is. sometimes we do it in four episode chunks sometimes we do it in two episode chunks we'll see what happens yeah. it depends on how uh ourselves and our two co-hosts from the fake nerd podcast are vibing with the show yeah. so we'll see how that goes um right now right this moment uh the first episode of star trek picard season three episode one has been reviewed on fake nerds watch that's with our friend brandon and cookie from just a little podcast mm -hmm. brandon's going hard on the star trek shows once again so he's over there doing that which is great set phasers to fun um, we've got some pause menu. There's some pause menu stuff that's come out lately about video gaming history and our quarterly. And we are also having more episodes come out soon. That's with our good friend Ben Magnet over there. Um, we've got a lot of special things coming out. There's some animation stations ahead. Ryan hinted at Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur that he and I have been watching. It's true. So check that out. If you've been into Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, there's going to be a discussion on those first six episodes soon. Um, ben and I are also getting together to talk about Sonic Prime. Those are both on animation station. And then we've got um, the singular uh, reviews of the Scream franchise. Uh, they're going to come out in batches soon after this episode's out so whoop, scream whoop. one and two scream three and four and then scream five and franchise rankings before scream six so if you're interested in all that that's all there and of course uh the big movie that came out recently ant-man and the wasp quantum mania that's also around so check that out on the channel uh like and subscribe and all that good stuff and if you want to get in touch with us personally i'm sparks witty on instagram and twitter you can find me there at sparks witty s-p-a-r-k-z witty i will be out of the country for a while. He's going to be I'll in see you later. another country. In France. France. <laughs> All right. And Ryan, where can they find you? You can find me just praying that those little ugly monsters, the stalkers, eventually will show up at DJ Tony Snark 616. I mean, they on creep a, around corners. That's terrifying. I mean, on, on a timetable long enough for, more, for you know, knowing we're going past this first season, I'm sure they do. Oh, of course. I know. Uh, I just, I just want them. I just want it. All right, friends, have a good break. We'll see you next time for seven, episode seven and eight. Until then, stay fake nerds.